0: Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? Happy Thursday to everybody. It is technically Wednesday night. By the time I finish this podcast, it will be Thursday. Reason being is because I have a crazy day ahead of me. What the fuck am I talking about? Yo, 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 what up, y'all? This is the world famous BTB Behind the Baller podcast coming to you live in 8K high Doge Finition sound. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. The Washed Lord. Guys, we are coming to you live and direct from San Francisco, a.k.a. the SFC, a.k.a. the Bay Area. Um, I don't want to get too hype right now. You know what I'm saying? I got neighbors and shit. It's uh, a little different over here. But, um, yeah, man, so this is going to be the cruise episode. Cruise ships. And I know a lot of people have gone on them, and a lot of people haven't, right? And it's crazy because I was talking to my business partner earlier. Uh, David Kang. And he told me he actually just recently went on cruise and he never ever wanted to go on one. So anyways, I'm going to break down the whole cruise shit, uh, hopefully in the intro. I don't know how long it's going to take, whatever, but I want to break down everything and my experience on it. And then I'm going to talk about a couple things. And plus, you know, it's technically still 420 for another 20 minutes or something like that. And uh, anyway, so check it out, y'all. I'm recording this show a little early because my kids are on spring break, as I mentioned on the last episode. And this is a crazy situation. So Kaya is sick and she had 104.5 degree temperature. Now, at 103, you should start thinking about going to the to the ER. And my wife is, you know, she's more paranoid than me, but I'm like the one that takes the kids to the emergency room and stuff. And she had a 104.5. I was like, look, you need to check that motherfucker again. And I was Laid out, you know what I'm saying? I was smoking and shit. I'm at fucking Hippie Hill acting up. So I see two different readings and she's definitely over 104. So I literally put her in a bathtub with ice. You know, she was all right though. She was in good spirits. So Kaya definitely ain't gonna make it to the bay. There's no way she's coming out here today. So what's gonna have to happen is I had to come out here for work and we'll break that down later. So what I did, what, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to fly back to L.A. My wife is going to drop off London and Ryder at the airport so we don't fucking miss out on that. And then I'm going to fly back with them again. And it ain't no thing because it's 50 minutes. It ain't shit. So anyways... Guys, I promised I would talk about this cruise thing. Some of you might be interested, some of you might not. I'm going to tell you right now, for those of you who listen to this show on a regular basis, whether you get free game, whether you listen to business advice, whether you listen to sports, whether you listen to Seahawks shit, whether, whatever the fuck it is, I'm going to tell you this right now. Never in a million years did I think I'd actually get on a cruise. It wasn't until maybe, maybe a year ago that I thought about it. Because you could start tripping. Like I talked about in the last episode, I said, look, one day it all ends. You know, I'd like to think that there is a place after this, spiritually, that you go to, and this ain't it. You know, I'd like to think that. But, you know, sometimes you think about shit like, okay, fuck, you don't want to think about your mortality too deep. When is really the end? Boom, whatever. Especially when you have kids and you have people who depend on you and you have people, you know, it, it's, you know, some shit's unexpected. That's the, you know, the craziest times, right? Not everyone's blessed to just go out, you know, and, um, well, I mean, go out, I mean, you know, die. So, you know, when you think about being on a boat, I don't know about you guys, but I've never been at sea before where I'm like, you know, you're out at sea, ain't no motherfucking going swimming. And I'm not that great of a swimmer, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not even good. That That's what I'm being. I'm being real with you. I can, you know, but like trying to paddle, whatever. And just anything you could think of when you're out at sea, it's a fucking crazy-ass thought. It could be very serene for people. It could also be very terrifying for others, right? And I've always had this issue with the ocean since the fucking I You watched Jaws when I was a kid. Remember, I'm old. It wasn't no motherfucking uh, Bruce the Shark or whatever. What's nots a fucking cartoon. I'm just saying, it wasn't like no Meg, Megalodon movie and shit. So let, let me get started. My in-laws... My father-in-law, my mother-in-law are big cruise ship, you know, people. They go on cruises probably twice a year for the last maybe fucking 20 years or something, you know, whatever. Crazy thing is my brother-in-law, Vince, and my wife have never gone. My wife is, you know, um, definitely my wife loves being in bikinis and going to the beach and stuff. My wife used to own a successful bikini line. Um, I've mentioned that a few times here. But what's crazy is both of us kind of get seasick. She's okay because, you know, you take little boats here and there. She's been on yachts before gotten sick here and there, and she's, she's done a thing. I have been on yachts that have never moved, you know, just kind of partying on a boat, whatever. But every time I've gone on a fishing boat, and I'm talking about a small boat, not a humdinger, but like, you know, a six to eight-hour fishing day boat, whatever, and I've literally puked to the point where I had nothing else to throw up, you know, just sick. Since I was a little kid, I mean, just terrible. My brother... Uh, was actually okay with it my dad puking his guts out and just ever since i just never fucked with it and ever since i kind of get these weird things you know and i know they say draw mean is cool and whatever but you know i didn't know any of that too. so I, I bought some john mean um had i know that there's like this little patch you could put on the back of your ear i would have did that too so going on and going forward we thought about going on the disney cruise we wanted to wait until at least Kaya was five, which is about now. So I think right now it'd be amazing. London's at the age where, you know, Disney kind of kind is like, eh, it's a little, you know, Mickey Mouse is a little, not really. You no, know, he loved Mickey Mouse growing up, but you know London's about to be 10. So it's like, we thought about it. Some things, you know, just didn't work out and we still may do it. But we really just kind of said, fuck this. What are we gonna do for spring break? You know, we don't have a lot of time. We got to figure this out. We got, you know, we got to go on an RV trip. Now, original plan was, to drive the RV to Yellowstone Park. And we were gonna stop in Vegas. We we're gonna stop at the Grand Canyon. We we're gonna stop in Salt Lake City, then go there, boom. And technically their uh, spring break was like 13, 12 days. So it was kind of longer than you, you know, than normal. And um, I decided to say, fuck it, I'm just gonna check some cru- cruises and boom. And I've been watching you know, uh, documentaries I talked about on the show. I've had a lot of conversations with my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, they've been on so many cruises. Finally, I find Norwegian Cruise Line and I see that they have a luxury boat. Now, look, there's Royal Caribbean, there, there's Carnival, and those are kind of ghetto boats. And People will be like, oh man, fuck you, I take those boats. Look, I'm just saying they're lower tier. So I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm just, I'm telling you from what, you can be offended because you play basketball and you think you're very good. And then you can see somebody who is really good and still don't make it to the league. And then you got someone like fucking Anthony Edwards. Okay, so so don't take it. I'm just just being real, but these are facts. Princess Cruises has a couple luxury ships. There was nothing at that time that that was available. And now as I'm looking, these cruise ships are booked until 2023. Now, if you want to get a nice room, those are the ones that are actually booked before the shittier rooms, which is crazy, right? And again, I know people would be like, why you got to say shitty? We don't make money like you, blah, blah. Look, man. I'm here to tell you motherfuckers. You want to get mad at me? Work harder. Because I came from as, as zero dollars and zero cents as that day, nothing else lower than that. Being broke and not having a job and you know, just having ideas, I was there. So I figured it out. I'm just laying facts down on tier levels. So finally, I booked this trip and I'm like, yo, pop, we got it. Let's go all good. I got you. I'm, I'm going to take you because I want you guys to help us take care of the kids. Come to find out, I did book a trip in 2023, all right? So I'm like, what the fuck? So I finally figure it out. I do all this research. I watch YouTube videos and everything else. And we've come across this luxury line boat called the Bliss, okay? This is a Norwegian cruise line boat, their upper echelon, their Rolls-Royce boat called the Bliss, and I'm like, this is it. This is fucking it. Not only was this it, they had a first-class cabin which is called The Haven. By random fucking chance, my business partner's fiance told me she used to work for Norwegian, but this is after the fact. She's told me how, you know, just obviously The Haven is, is the shit and whatever. So we decide to book a seven day cruise throughout Mexico. You know, you dock and you get on board, Uh, in San Pedro, California, right at the dock. And I was like crazy just seeing how massive this boat was. Remember, this boat is over a thousand feet long. Okay. This fucking boat is the length of 10 football fields. Okay. Just understand the massive fucking size of this cruise ship. And so... After we booked it, you know, um, I see the nicest room they have available is this uh, suite. I forgot what it was called. I think it was like the villa, two-bedroom villa, ocean, you know, view suite, blah, 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 whatever. It was fucking amazing, okay? I'm going to be fully transparent. After all said and done, without tip, all the other shit, just taxes and all the stuff, everything, without another gratuitous gratuity, anything else, it was about $17,000, okay? I don't know what that breaks down to. My math is a little fucked up, but that probably breaks down to like a little bit over, um, yeah, it's almost three Gs a night, okay? So the cheapest room in the Haven is $7,000 for the trip. Seven Gs for the cheapest room. Now, let me explain something to you guys. The average stateroom on a cruise ship is about 200 square feet. It's not very big. A lot of people don't spend a lot of time on the boat, I mean, in their room, you know, spend time in the spate room, they basically go there to sleep and that's it. Because this boat is 24 7. This boat does not sleep. Now, you know, for the most part, most cruise ships have a lot of older people, older couples, older people. This boat, I ain't gonna lie to you, was pretty lit. I was definitely on, you know what I'm saying? If we did the 50 50, I'd be on the 50 percent of older age than the younger it was, it was well-rounded there wasn't like a lot of young people like on their own but i'm talking about like younger parents and things like that people from all over the fucking place from um scotland and shit like that so you board in san pedro the thing about the haven it's like i remember i think about the titanic and shit you know, you board and um you know there's regular class boarding and you go through all kinds of... There's a fucking long-ass line. You got to go and fucking... You don't drop off your luggage. There's a fucking porters and there's all the other shit. Lines long as fuck. And you drop off your bags. We were there for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Seven days is a pretty long trip for us. Because uh, someone's always doing something. And, you know, it's five of us. Seven of us, really. But five of us, you know, we got fucking five suitcases. And we give it to the thing. You got to... Ha- you have to be fully vaccinated. Both shots. If you're over 12 unless, um, no, I'm sorry. There's no one less. You have to be, and I could be wrong, but I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm not. You have to be fully vaccinated in order to get on this boat. Then within 48 hours of, uh, boarding this boat, you need to take a negative COVID test. The crazy thing is where the fuck did we go? Forgot we were somewhere and it kind of made me nervous. I was like, shit, you know, like, what if uh, we get positive and you fuck up, you know, that's a lot of money down the drain. Thank God all of us, you know, tested fucking negative the whole nine. We board the cruise ship the Haven has a, like a handler comes and gets you from the line, takes you to the thing. You take all your pictures. You show, you go through all your custom stuff and then you run through, boom. Then from there, you know, um, the cruise ship leaves the port at 4 PM. We had an 1130 AM check-in time. That means we check in early and then we hang out on the boat, have lunch and everything else. And it was a new experience. It was so fucking fresh. So, you know, the line for the regular people—I mean, it's fucking long. I gotta lie to you. you know it's—it's it's, there's forty-five hundred people that you know passengers could stay on this on this cruise ship, and I think because of COVID, they got it to like eighty percent or seventy-five percent. Forgot what it was, but it, it was packed. No motherfucker was packed. And then there's you know fifteen hundred, two thousand staff. It's crazy. And by the way, it's wild because it's an international cruise ship. They go everywhere, all over the place. 75% or more of the cruise ship employees are Filipinos. So you know the service is gonna be fucking excellent. That's one thing I don't give a fuck. They're fucking, you know, taking advantage of that good, cheap labor. Filipino people work hard, their service is incredible. And, um, you know, we, we board the, the, the ship. Now, the ship is 20 stories high, but there's like 10 stories beneath the name. The it, this is a fucking big ship. So, you know, we're in the Haven, the the, the handler takes us over directly to the Haven, we go into the first class area, there's a nice bar there, and it's all this shit. I didn't book anything prior, no fucking um, excursions and that stuff. We did all these private things, my father-in-law did, for all the cities that we're hitting on our own, but I didn't realize you had to do, there's like all these things, like if you wanted to book a show, you want to do other stuff, you just, in in advance, it's, it's a lot smarter to book things, but... One of the cool things about being on a cruise ship is if you're with the big group, you motherfuckers want to do whatever, go ahead and do what the fuck you want. Okay, we'll meet you at eight o'clock at this restaurant, right? And there's over 20 restaurants on this cruise ship. That's how fucking many things there are, how many places there are to eat. It's crazy, right? We just kind of stuck with a few and we checked out some other stuff. Anyways, Wi-Fi is $180 for like unlimited premium per day. Now... My father-in-law, he doesn't use Wi-Fi like that, right? With his plan, with his boat, he got his stateroom. He got like 50 minutes, or I forgot what maybe it was two hours. Nothing crazy, but he got like a couple hours, and he was able to make that last throughout the trip. He's not on social media; doesn't give a fuck about that type of shit. But it's 180 for Wi-Fi per phone, one device. So if you had your fucking laptop, I'm fucking you know trying to upload the internet with the fucking the show wasn't gonna happen five fucking phones we had to do this shit for, right? And if you want to use another phone, you got to log out. It's a a fucking movie. So that right there was already almost $1,000 just in Wi-Fi. Now, there was packages like buy an arcade package because I didn't know they had a full arcade. I didn't know it was like that. Thank God, I went downstairs. We spent like 60 bucks within a couple hours in arcade games because like $2 a game. And it's like, remember, it's Ryder, Kaya, me, London. We're all playing. So, you know, we run through fucking... You know, if you play in Jurassic Park or Halo, you'll fuck around and, you know, run through fucking, what is that? Like, let's say 20 times three. That's 60, that right there, that's 120 bucks. I mean, you just run through a lot of money. It's quick. If you, you know, every two minutes depending on how long, how much time you're spending. So I come to find out there's an arcade package someone tells me who happens to be a follower of the podcast, a BTB Army member. And so I go upstairs, I buy this arcade pass for $175. Come to find out they refunded me the 60 some odd dollars I spent already in the arcade now, all the regular games that don't give you tickets are fucking free and they refunded me. So I was like, yo, this shit was a bargain. And then they have a liquor package. Excuse me, I didn't buy the liquor package. I don't know what it was. From what I heard from everyone, it was lit. I did not drink, I had maybe two drinks in the whole seven days. It wasn't my thing at all. I did bring a pen on the cruise ship. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think the drink packages are like 700 to like 1,400, somewhere around there. From what I know, maybe it was $700. From what I know, the drink packages are lit. Way cheaper than trying to buy the drink per drink and everything else. Remember, you know, like Coca-Cola, juice, tea, that shit's free. Regular coffee is, is free. Everything else you got paid. pay. By the way, every single person that is staying on the ship pretty much has to pay $20 a day per person in gratuity per day. So five of us paying hundred bucks a day in gratuity and it goes to all the staff and all the people and everything else. I had a butler and I had another person cleaning. So I took care of them, you know, extra. So as far as other packages, I'm not really sure unless you're doing excursions. Like when you're in Cabo, you want to get like a, you know, a sightseeing package, a personal driver. You want to go here, here, and here. I'll get into that a little bit. But we didn't do any of those, but you know, first day we're just at sea and we're just chilling. I go to the Haven. I go upstairs to the Haven restaurant. It is fucking fire. This shit reminded me of the Rotunda. They have fucking caviar steaks. They got Louis Thirteenth in this motherfucker. Yo, yo, it was crazy. This dinner at the Haven in the first class cabin is included. The meal is free. It is included with my stateroom because I had a big suite. So, you know, the crazy part about this entire cruise ship was... Every single restaurant catered to London and riders' allergies. They had, every restaurant had mac and cheese. Every restaurant's mac and cheese was different too, which was crazy. They had chicken tenders, burgers, anything kids want, spaghetti, pizza, all catered to the kids. So we we're good, right? I ate like a fucking champion. They had French dip sandwiches, prime rib for real. They had fucking shrimp scampi. You know, like I said, you know, soups salad, they had the whole nine, dessert, everything. In fact, after a certain point of checking all the restaurants, like why the fuck am I gonna go over here? You know, I'd rather just go back to the Haven. Now, of the 20 plus restaurants, I wanna say maybe six of them are, you gotta pay. And when I say pay, even in a really nice place, I went to a steakhouse, you go there, And the the nicest steak's like 20 bucks. And I'm talking about a steak that will cost a lot more than that, but because you're already paying so much, it's really not that bad. Like the most expensive entrees at these really nice restaurants would like be teppanyaki or like Italian restaurants, they're like 25 bucks, right? I got pasta carbonara. That shit was delicious. And they did it al dente the way I wanted it. It was fucking fire and it was $15. It's fucking cheaper than Cheesecake Factory, you know? So it's not like these restaurants are super expensive. You could go to the buffet and the buffet is like, you know, open pretty much all day, three different meals. But the best part about the ship is 24 hours a day, there was somewhere you could get an official meal. Room service is 24 hours a day and their their room service menu is lit. I ain't gonna lie to you, it's legit. I don't know how it is in the other, but I'm pretty sure my room service menu had to be pretty close to the regular room service menu or I could be completely tripping. Now, another thing is when you are out at sea, there is no last call. Meaning you can drink at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 1 p.m., it don't motherfucking matter. There's no last call. So, you know, it's kind of crazy. My parents, you know, my in-laws were um, drinking wine. There was a wine bar in there. There's a fucking mojito bar. There was a fucking whiskey bar on the cruise ship that had Kabiki. They had, uh, you know, Yamazaki. They had fucking Macallan. all that shit. They had the illest whiskey. Couldn't believe how much shit that was on here. And let's just talk about activities, okay? They had a gym that was legit as fuck, you name it. Ellipticals, fucking, you know, um, Pelotons, fucking uh, treadmills, free weights, all that shit. They had a fucking jogging track around that boat, you know? They had another area. They have two, no, I'm sorry. There's like four pools, like six jacuzzis, private deck. There's a day party club for adults. Right, for like, you know, I don't know, for there was a pool there, probably, I'm sure. There's laser tag, there was miniature golf, there's basketball, there was a fucking go-kart racing track, like real go-karts. You had to be, I think, 15 years old to drive. There is arcade, there was a bowling alley, there's daycare there. There is a kids' club. All right. A fucking kids club. Like imagine somewhere for kids to go and want to chill, play football, whatever. This is for kids that are like, you know, pretty much from five to, you know, 13 or 14. There's snacks and fucking juices and like video games and other type of things and just all kinds of shit you could think of. Again, there's daycare. Like I said, um, what other fucking activities are there? There is a 24-hour straight-up Vegas casino fucking in there. And you can, some of these these tables where you were able to bet like, Five ten G's max. It's crazy. It had like a fucking smoking section in the casino. Uh, you know, craps, uh fucking video poker, slot machines, everything you can fucking think of. There's Jersey Boys, Broadway shows, there's stand-up comedy show, there's a nightclub, a couple bars like for adults only there was so much shit to do. In seven days, we didn't do fucking not even 60% of what was offered on the fucking ship. So, um, you know, again, seafood is fresh. It's great, fucking at all, that was lit. The, the bed was actually very comfortable. I started feeling sick as fuck. I took a draw of on the first day, so did Nick. We go to the gift shop to go buy some motion sickness bracelets. And a lady overhears us speaking. She's from the Bay Area. Sweetest, you know, um, Japanese lady. She happened to be a nurse at a hospital. She had prescription motion sickness medicine. It fucking saved our lives. No cap. That shit saved our lives. She gave us 30 pills. Which like, you know, one pill a day, one and a half, two max if I'm feeling really sick really did the job forgot what the fucking pill was called but apparently it had thc in it or something it just straightened me out in 45 minutes i wasn't sick ever again on that boat and that motherfucker was rocking at certain points that bitch was rocking i ain't gonna lie to you you know it's stable but that shit was kind of crazy it ain't like where things are falling off the bathroom toiletry table or like you know like cups are flying not like that at all but you could hear like hangers in the in the closet moving around you could feel the bed rocking boom but the accommodations in our room were really nice. The bunk bed situation in the second bedroom, the kids loved it, but I've slept in there. I got a crick in my neck. Nicolette slept there one night, she got a crick in her neck. That motherfucker felt like when I slept in jail. Not fucking L.A. County jail. When I slept in that motherfucker, that's what it felt like. It was, it was definitely nothing. <laughs> you know, but kids, they don't give a shit. But um, the first day we're out at sea and we're just chilling. I have a big ass balcony. I'm just kind of kicking it. And we decide to go swimming for a little bit. Oh my God, forgot to mention, they had a fucking water park there. And I mean a real water park, three different slides. One, like the big boy thing where you put, you go into the inflatable tube and you fucking go in there. You could have two people at a time or, or adult with a kid. Then they have a little kitty slide. And then they have the most gangster ass slide where you have to be, I think 60 or 70 pounds. You got to be at least 48 inches tall. And that motherfucker shoots down. And some people don't make it like a month or so ago, some lady got stuck in that bitch. I've seen people not make it and it's crazy. You go over the ocean, it's part of, it's clear, it's nuts. But the kids' pool, real nice. Um, Surprisingly, it's like five foot seven deep so a motherfucker can drown in there. There's lifeguards all over. There's an adult pool. There's two or three outdoor bars that I saw that were just like, people were just chilling. There's jacuzzis. And remember, there's, Insane views of just the ocean. You're just chilling. It's just like you know. And there's food that brings that they bring out. They got live entertainment. They had two or three different bands out there performing, like you know, playing current hits, playing old Marvin Gaye joints, playing Bob Marley reggae. It was fucking awesome. It was really just an amazing thing. I just thought about something. The buffet is right next to the pool. The buffet wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It definitely reminded me of like Berkeley. Clark Kerr dormitories, like cafeteria. And, you know, maybe I'm a little spoiled. Um, I mean, there is fucking prime rib. There was steak. There's other shit like that. But I'm just kind of like, eh, spoiled because I, you know, I eat kind of good. But yeah, the water park was fucking crazy. So on the first day, we, uh, you know, we're on sea. The next day, wake up. We're in Cabo San Lucas. This is where it gets crazy. I've never been on a tender before. Didn't know what a tender was. Every time I've been on a yacht, like I said, it's been, it stays. I didn't know what a tender was. And a tender is a small boat that would take you, if you're on a yacht, would take you from, you know, one place maybe to another boat, another to a dock, whatever. Now there is like a bunch of tenders that are attached to this boat. There's a big fucking boat. And some of these tenders hold 24 people. A couple of them held, held like 50 people. They're pretty big tenders. And the boat's too big to go to the marina. And we're right in front of, you know, uh, Lover's Beach right there at the, at the Ark. Um, I can see Mango Deck. I can see my old hotel, the, the Cape, the Thompson Hotel. And, you know, the smaller boats can go there, but this is a big fucking boat. So you get in the tender. And again, the Haven has this priority thing. You can go down, boom. You can set up all the excursions, set up whatever you want, tour guides, all this stuff. We just want to go to Mango Deck, hit the office, chill out, get some food, kick it, have the kids go on, you know, and chill out and go swimming. And it was like, not the greatest weather, but it was cool. It's like 78. So we take this tender. That takes us to the Cabo San Lucas Marina. From there, we take a water taxi to right in front of the mango deck. And we chilled and kicked it. I got on the jet skis. I rented a jet ski for an hour, rode a rider in London on there. They got a little scared. We were up there just chilling. Uh, Kai got her hair braided. Nicolette got her hair braided. We're sitting there max and relaxing, getting tanned and everything. Kicked it there probably six hours. I think we were at Cabo for like eight hours max. All right. Next day, you know, we go off, so we're on the boat, we're chilling, I'm going gambling, arcade, you know, dinners, the whole nine. Um, next day we end up in Mazatlan. We got to Mazatlan, we hired a private driver to take us around. The driver took us to a resort nearby. We paid for a day pass, and we just chilled there. Chilled there, did some sightseeing of the city. This guy was really, really great. He was about, you know, he spoke great English, gave us a whole tour of Mazatlan. Broke everything down to us, broke down the history. The dude who created Pacifico Beer was there. Obviously, fucking El Chapo and some other, you know, cartel people or you know, in Sinaloa and shit. So, it was like, it was a dope experience. It was cool. And then we get back on the boat. And again, we were there for like eight hours or something. Get back on the boat. Boom. The next day, we end up in, in Puerto Varta. And from Mazelan to Puerto Varata, we we dock right at the dock. Like, you just get out. Boom. Puerto Varta was probably my favorite city. Even though I love Cabo so much, it was different because being in Puerto Varta was like, it was so developed. This is some place that, you know, like Cabo was relatively new. I've been going to Cabo since the mid 90s, but it didn't start popping, like really popping until like maybe 10, 12 years ago, less than that. And all these gigantic luxury fucking um, hotels didn't even start popping up until the last five years. Puerto Varta, you know, their town is, is dependent on tourism. You know, it's like been there. It's, it's been, if you watched The Love Boat in the 70s, the, the TV show, they would go to Puerto Vallarta and shit. So, you know, um, we uh, went to a couple different hotels. We went sightseeing again. And then we ended up at this beach restaurant that had fucking phenomenal Mexican food, phenomenal seafood. And it was crazy because it was like the flyest part of Puerto Vallarta. And it was boys' town. Well, I'm sorry, it was LBGTQ town. It was all gay, but it was mostly like gay dudes hanging around wearing like village people outfits and shit. And it was a trip. But the craziest part about this whole shit was I ran into Maurice Cheeks. Now, if you newer guys know, Maurice Cheeks, you know, was assistant coach for OKC. I forgot where he is now, but he was assistant coach OKC when Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden were all on the same team. Um... Mo Cheeks, Maurice Cheeks was a legendary basketball player. So um, yeah, it was wild seeing him. He went on a fucking, the skydiving thing where the fucking, you go in that little, it's not skydiving, what the fuck is it? When you have like the fucking kite and they fucking throw you up in the air, shit was nuts. I couldn't believe he did it. And it was a trip because I found out he was actually on my cruise, which was crazy. But yeah, you know, um, again, shopping, chilling, you know, one of the craziest things about Uh, Mexico, and I'm sure most people do know, depending on what part of Mexico you're in, when you go to Cabo, you know, they have all these pharmacies everywhere. You go to the pharmacy, you can buy Viagra, you can buy Retin-A, which is, you know, for skin. You can buy little random things you can't just get over the counter in America, right? In LA or whatever. But when you go to like Tulum, you know, you can actually get Xanax over the counter there, right? And it's fucking cheap as shit and it's real Xanax by the way guys it's not you know I've actually tried this shit because I get anxiety when I go on long flights and stuff and when we're in Puerto Vallarta they had fucking morphine oxycodone uh, like super super strong drugs and they were semi-expensive like like I think it was like I think Oxycontin was like 250 bucks for maybe 16 pills and by the way Oxycontin on the street is like 800 bucks a pill right now it's something absurd um, and reason why I fucking know about this stupid ass shit because that shit killed my boy DJM and, and um, my other best friend. You know, it's just unfortunate situation. But yeah, man, the, the pharmacies are a trip. They saw all kinds of crazy shit at these places. And, you know, shopping is cheap. Uh, it was a trip seeing Seahawk stuff in Mazatlan. I had to pick up that stuff for me and my boy Quandre. But yeah, man, you know, after we left uh, Puerto Varta, we spent two days at sea going back to LA. And I ain't gonna lie to you. When everything was all said and done, I want to stay on that motherfucker. Like the boat, we docked, and the boat was—you know—we had to disembark, and the boat was like, you know, they were going to San Francisco, Santa Barbara, San Francisco, and then they were going to um, Alaska or Seattle and like fucking uh, Canada. It was like up north, and I was like, just man. Um, but it, it was—it was definitely an experience. I want to try out uh, this Princess Cruises um, luxury liner that they got. But there is a, a some, I guess, newer, slightly nicer boat, but smaller on Norwegian called the Prima. But from what I'm used to now, I'm only doing the Bliss. I'm doing the Prima. I'm ready to check some other stuff out. This new Discovery uh, Princess Cruises thing was really nice, but they didn't have the water park. And I really need to be on a kid-friendly boat. You know, this, That was what you know attracted me to this boat so much. And the service, our butler is this guy named Jefferson Suarez, Filipino dude. One of the nicest, greatest service people I've ever dealt with in all of my entire life. He was fucking incredible. Everyone on the boat was A1. Um, I barely lost any money gambling, trying to think of what else. It was just such a fucking great experience. I I can't wait to do it again. But I had to, to try to get all that shit on there to let you guys know that it is lit. If you got kids, cool, you're lit. If you are just going with your girl, lit, extra lit. You know what I'm saying? You guys want to have sex in the motherfucking room and look at the ocean and shit. We had a fucking, if you saw the bathtub, was looking over the ocean. It was just, it was It was really nice, man. The shower had way better pressure than I ever thought. I do know if you go in groups, so if you had like a big bachelorette party or bachelor party or something, you want to go in there. If you get a group of more that are going to be in more than five rooms, you get a pretty big discount. And I don't know, man, that was it. You seen all the shit that I did. Look, I had a great fucking time. It's time to get in some commercials right now. I just want to let you guys know the fucking cruise is, I'm a big fan. And I was not a fan for many years. I regret not going all these times. And I'm going to try to see, you know, maybe I fly to Miami and do a cruise in the Caribbean. I don't know. But right about now, we got to pay some bills. So, Miles, you already know the deal. Got that lakey lake. We'll be right back, y'all. So let's talk about Captain's Picks because you're missing out on making some money, all right? It is such an exciting time of the year to bet and wager on sports right now. This is no cap. I'm being serious with you guys right now. NBA, NHL, soccer, live betting guys, okay? All can be done at captainpicks.com. This company has myself as a partner and a captain along with the Dust Brothers and Michael Rappaport. So you know how we get down on the podcast every damn day in these streets. We've even brought in new captains to man new sports and live betting bonanzas. We view this as investing over gambling. Nobody has lower rates in the betting game. Nobody. We are about to revolutionize how betting picks are done, made, sold, everything across the board. Do yourself a favor. Go to CaptainPicks.com. Okay? That's CaptainPicks.com. Thank me. Later. Yo, yo, so once again now, it is not 420 anymore, but it was 420. Like I said, I got a crazy day ahead of me. But it's going to be just laughs and chills. You know, Ryder's been been serious, getting serious with this jujitsu shit. And again, the conversations I'm having with him, with London, with Kaya, it's, it's just so wild to have three relationships with three different kids who are three totally different kids. They might have some interests they like, but they're really three totally different personalities. And it's just like, I'm so fucking lucky, right? For every parent who feels this way, it's like, you know, I was so busy during London's first year of his life. I spent a lot of time with them, but like, you know, I think right around when Ryder was born, I was gone a lot. And then when Kyle was first born, I was gone a shit ton. And now I'm kind of gone a lot, but I'm like interacting with them in such a different way. So I'm so excited they're coming out here to hang out with me. You know, we're going to have fun. We're going to... They're going to probably see their cousins and all this other shit. But yeah, man, um, this is uh, where I get to talk about everything but that cruise, right? <laughs> so it's crazy. Um, when I was in on the cruise, Cuddy hit me up like a bunch of times. For those of you who don't understand, like, I don't really talk about people that I don't converse with or communicate with that much. And what's weird is me and ASAP Rocky... Or me and Rakim, right? I never call him Rakim. I just call him. I just call him Flacco, right? We, we're close. He's met my parents. I've met his parents. You know, we have. You know, I have a company with this dude, and we're close. Um, when they hold that whole fucking bullshit about him and Rihanna breaking up, I went on. When I went on the showroom, I was like, "Y'all shits cap," because I knew already knew that motherfucking she was pregnant early on. Whatever. Boom. And um, you know, a lot of times when I had this information. I can't share it because you know this is this is a dude of mine. And one time, when uh, when I first started the podcast, when I very very first started, I had to retract some statements and have Miles, you know, take things out because he was tripping because he thought he was going to go back to jail. I was like, "Yo, bro, you talked about the case, boom," but you know, it was like I, he was being more paranoid than anything. You know, he was just tripping because he didn't want to, you know, have a situation. And the crazy part now is, yesterday my man got picked up at LAX, which is weird because he was in a private jet. And like, I must have just missed him and um, got arrested for allegedly shooting someone. Now, there's some information on the inside that, you know, I've heard from, you know, FAM and everything else. And it's a fucking stupid ass situation. The crazy thing is, I don't think that there's going to be criminal charges. This is just a a weird situation. I don't fucking know. It's just a lot of, oh man, it's a crazy situation. What I don't like is, you know, if there was like a rock star, like I don't know, fucking Adam Levine. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of someone else. Um, Adam's kind of soft, man. No, no offense to Adam. You know, he's just super Palisades Brentwood. I'm trying to think of like another. I mean, it feels like System of a Down. And one of them dudes, not the Armenian dude, but someone else was in the room, and there were some issues. They're not fucking bringing 17 cops in there trying to break down the fucking door of his fucking house using a batter ram to get in. Remember, I've been to this house. I remember the day he bought it. I remember, you know, all the upgrades and everything. I've been there recently. You know, things have changed in his crew here and there. There's OG now, not as much ASAP, but the ASAP is still family. I just don't like the way the police did that shit, right? It's just on some like, it, I I never talk about racism, but I just felt like why? Like this motherfucker's not a thug. He ain't like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's pretty flacco just the way that they entered the home. I've had this situation happen to me. I've had a search warrant come, you know, and people come to my house and it was some stupid shit. Then it was just like, what a fucking mess. You could have fucked up my art. You could have fucked a bunch of expensive shit. I got to go sue the fucking LAPD now. It was just fucking cornball shit. Now there are some serious allegations that are going on and it just kind of bums me out. But the point of this is, um, I I support my dude. I know the inside shit. It's, It's just people, you know, and people take sides or whatever. I can't take sides of, other cat, right? And I know, dude, enough. It's just, you know, you go, up again, I don't believe, you know, people lie. Numbers lie. People look at stats. Stats lie. Patterns don't lie. Okay? I motherfucking trust a pattern. And I'm the most erratic, disoriented, fucking, you know, the motherfucking craziest person in the world. But there's things that people can pin on me. Right. I do have behavioral patterns. Anyways, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna continue. Anyways, Cuddy hit me a few times about some car advice, and it's crazy because Cuddy's about to get into the exotic car game now, which has never been his thing. It's just so funny talking to Cud. And he made this statement about not, you know, wanting to, you know, he wanted to let the public know he's not fucking with Yay like that. He has to put that out there because he really wants people to understand how much. You know what I mean? How serious he is. And some people like a lot of, you know, yay dick writers like, yo, man, that's fucking whack, blah, blah, whatever. Look, you guys who are fucking wishing these guys would be cool are the same dudes who would cut your best friend off for way less than what yay has done on some weirdo shit. I don't give a fuck. I already told you guys Kanye needs help and he's mentally not stable. And that's why he's taking a time out. He's got all this shit going on, whatever. And when he goes back to making good music again, he's had some shits here and there, whatever. boom, it's like, yo, don't. You don't need to go to Jack Harlow. I think Jack Harlow's dope. You don't need to go to these young cats. Bro, you are the man. You don't need to go do this. Then do some other shit. Like he just never, he had good music, but he never started an aftermath. He never did. He never had a 50 Cent, an Eminem, a fucking Kendrick, a even Game, and, and that's not to take Game lightly because Game was a beast, but Cuddy ain't fucking with Dude. You know, I don't understand why there's such a big argument about him. People are tripping. It's like, yo, Dude is in a different place. He's happy as fuck. I talk to Cuddy almost every other day. He's in a good fucking place. But um, my prayers go out to ASAP, man. He made bail. He's chilling. It's just what a fucking nightmare. It's always some little shit that's always popping off in his life. And it just, what a fucking nightmare. And it's crazy because both those two motherfuckers are smoking ass. Motherfuckers that I know, they smoke. They asses off. And yesterday, which is technically kind of like I'm still on the same day, was 420. And... Hippie Hill after a two year leave uh, happened at Hippie Hill, you know, Golden Gate Park and in remembrance of Robin Williams, Bob Saget, you know, anyone lost from that time, but but Robin Williams was a very big uh, part of San Francisco. And um, as I told you guys before, Hippie Hill in 2019 was fucking insane. It was insane. Over hundred thousand people showed up and it was nuts. Now, I forget, on April 20th, 2019, it was a Saturday. 420 in 2020 was supposed to be the biggest ever of like ever. It was supposed to be the biggest 420 ever in history. And that was going to fall on a Monday, but it didn't happen. And then 2021, 420 didn't happen. So it just kind of sucked. You know, leap year fucked up spin on Sunday, but but because it was on a Saturday, April no, uh, 20th, 2019, it was a fucking, it was a zoo. It was insane. But this one was a huge success. This hippie hill was the first time ever where you could consume and buy legal marijuana from cookies, from lots of different things, but mostly cookies, right? We had Skypack, had a, had a boot there. Green Door, obviously, Ben Bar did the Strange shit was there. And um, vendors, for the first time, legally, were set up at Golden Gate Park. And you could buy weed, smoke weed, all that shit. It was fucking amazing. And the crazy part was, you know, I saw the list of people who were, you know, gonna perform, gonna, gonna host, do this. I I didn't think there was gonna be, like, real, for real, you know, like, celebrity appearance performances it was just like a it was a different thing i wasn't really like nah you nah, come on man they're gonna show up and you know maybe say some shit on the microphone they're gonna do a song but it was fucking it was incredible shout out to burner obviously all the cookies fam parker everyone uh shout out to alex aquino who doesn't get enough props and has been the man really back in his city Really vibing for San Francisco, like San Francisco's way smaller than LA and SoCal and that whole shit. But this dude Alex Aquino has been holding it down, not just for Filipinos, but for hip hop Bay Area shit. It's it's dope, you know what I'm saying? And you know this dude was uh, you know a founder and owner of a very you know dope ass successful clothing brand called Black Scale. Uh, Shot to my boy Mega. And in fact, it was crazy because they did one of the first collaborations with ASAP Rocky. And this dude has been the forefront of all kinds of shit. Alex Kino is the main guy who put on Hippie Hill. Um, my partner Dave and other people have put sponsor money behind it. This is obviously a huge cookies fam event. It was dope to see my logo on the banner. And um, oh, Jesus Christ. So I get there around 2:30-ish, you know. So we're just less than two hours away from 420, 420 p.m. And it was fucking lit. It was probably like maybe like 50 60,000 people in there. People are still coming in. By the time we got to 420, there's probably about 85 90,000 people there. And RBL Posse performed. And not only did that fuck me up because I'm such a fucking huge fan of that first album, A Lesson To Be Learned, and that whole vibe and me going to college here and going to Albany High and shit, but me never forgetting the day I bought that CD. And I still have that CD somewhere in my CD collection. And I'm talking to Mr. C. And um, uh, is it Black C or Mr. C? I forgot which one passed away, but I'm talking to Mr. C. And two of the members have passed away. And um, it was crazy. He told me it was the 30th anniversary of, for RBL Posse, A Lesson to Be Learned. Don't Give Me No Bammer Weed. This is fucking insane. 1992, I'll never forget. I went to Stonestown Galleria. There was a Tower Records there, and I bought that Lesson to Be Learned in a Minute Records with the in a Minute print on there. And this is like, he told me, he goes, Yo, I pressed up 6,000 copies. That's it. That's a rare thing, you know? And it was crazy because, you know, they performed Don't Give Me No Bammer Weed, and it was dope. And he was like, He knew who I was, and it was just like, it was just a legendary moment. Just a lot of bay dudes in the house. Richie Rich pulled up, Um, Richie Rich, obviously fucking Oakland legend from fucking 415, and Too Short was there, brought the fucking house down, you know, performed Blow the Whistle, Burner came in and performed for 420, obviously it was a big deal, you know, I never really listened to Burner's music, but like, yo, he's got an audience, he's got a vibe, people really fuck with him, he's got a huge movement, and Burner, believe it or not, for those of you who don't know, Burner is going to be soon to be a billionaire. It's fucking straight off cannabis and just he's battling cancer right now and you know he's newly married and, and it just I, I wish the best for duties always been nothing but amazingly kind to me and uh it was a great event shout out to my partner dave uh missing my other partner joel fucking joel had no idea hoel was gonna be in cancun celebrating i missed you bro there was uh, some new people I met that actually have been, been, been there forever. Uh, Burner's right now, man, Stingy, who pulled out this crazy-ass cookie smoker where it fills up about eight grams, seven grams. And it's, when I say smoke, like ain't no four-foot, six-foot bong can put the smoke this motherfucking thing puts out. It was made by a plumber. It is fucking insane. got to see my boy Brian Wilson, by the way. Brian Wilson I have known for almost 30 fucking years. Since Looney's did, I got five on it. Since this is how we do it, Montel Jordan, I have known this man for a long time. He was working for a company called Rubber Soul. They were a hype you know, streetwear brand back in the day, way before LRG. He was the head of sales at LRG. After LRG, he went and became the head of sales at Cookies clothing brand, which is fucking wild. Um, Shout out to my boy, Nick Diamond. Nick was in the house, man. It's just weird, because Nick needs to represent Sucker Free so much more, because Nick Diamond, Nick Trichet is a true born and bred SFC. He is a real San Francisco OG. So strange that he just kind of like around 2012, 2013, he was like, fuck this. He just fully became LA. It's wow. But anybody who calls Nick, Nikki, I already know you don't know Nick. You know what I'm saying? That's Nick Diamond, bro. That's, there, it ain't no Nikki. Nicky was because he couldn't get his IG name and that's kind of like the IG shit. So if people call someone Nikki, I already know you new school and you ain't no fucking OG. But Um, Shout out to Gannon Burner Shout out to Stingy Shout out to Oh my boy Kenny Powers Is in the house Oh shit My dog Mike Tyson Pulled up Mike Tyson pulled up Smoking a fucking Crazy doobie Insane doobie We got to talk It's weird man He has this uh, Co-host That has been on Like I think season two Or a couple seasons Dude had an attitude Like he was like The fucking Biggest thing Since sliced bread I think I think he's a boxer I forgot But like yo bro Like dog man people kill me out here like there's a lot of people who don't know who i am that's cool but like dog it's one thing to have an attitude you proud because maybe you were you're pro box to did something whatever but bro dog chill the fuck out we ain't gonna sit here and try to battle resumes battle accolades man you're gonna lose first of all but like weirdo shit because you sitting with mike like dog that's my boy like can up to me you know riffing this bullshit but jeffrey ross opened up the show start roasting people and jeffrey ross is as og as it fucking gets when it comes to comedy um talk about bob saget for a long time i know jeffrey's real close with my boy john mayer and um he was up there actually roasting people just freestyle and was killing it was fucking had me dying so it was a super dope event it was probably the best 420 i've been to i think 2019 is probably slightly better but because there was food vendors this time, there was bathrooms, there was so much more shit going on. You could buy shit. It, it kind of made it more businessy, and that's just the way things are, you know. But I had a great time. I got to give a shout out again, to Alex Kino and David King. 420 was a good fucking time. I just, man, definitely just it brought back memories of when I was in college, going on Hate Street and all that stuff. Just brought back different vibes. I have. I always get emotional when I'm here in the fucking Bay. It's fucking weird. I want to say something real quick before we get into this, uh, sports shit. I was talking about Tokyo Vice in uh, Ansel, uh, as I pronounce his name, Ansel or Ansel Elgort. Again, I wasn't condoning this man allegedly talking to a 17-year-old who he allegedly had a relationship, whatever, and it wasn't like he fucked his chick one time, you know, raped or whatever, you know, allegedly it was consensual in this girl's trip, whatever. I'm not ever condoning anyone at 17, whatever, even though in the state of New York, I think that that's like the age of consent or whatever. I'm not saying none of that. All I'm saying is there's 17 year olds out there who act 11. Then there's 17 year olds, girls out there who are like Kaya Gerber. I met Kaya at 16. And I was like, Kaya was already flying to Paris by herself, going to runways and doing all this stuff. I'm like, God damn. She's growing at 17. Meanwhile, my nieces are the same age And they're totally sheltered and everything, but they've been living on their own in New York City. You know, in a matter of two years, they've changed completely. What I'm trying to say is, having a 20 year difference of a girl who's barely legal, that shit don't sit right with me compared to a dude who's, you know, five years older. It's like weirdo shit, right? People be like, oh man, when people used to get mad when a college dude would date, a high school girl. And it's like, motherfucker, they're still fucking in their teens, or whatever. I know that case was different. All I'm saying is I wasn't condoning the alleged actions. I'm just saying one situation was worse than the other. I think some people can figure it out because I'm talking about a specific person. That is fucking weird to me. But um, to sports, it's crazy because I know fucking uh, Miles is mad about this shit. Uh, about three weeks ago, the first person I called was Miles. I said, yo Miles spoke to uh, Debo Samuel's camp. Uh, Debo is going to request a trade dog. So he ain't coming on BTB anymore. Um, he's going to come on probably later, maybe before the season, on the season, but it's going to be some hell. And throughout that whole last two and a half, three weeks, you see he's been getting death threats, all kinds of shit going on. He ain't tripping, but I knew what was going on. I told Miles and Miles like, fuck. And a lot of Niners fans obviously follow me. And, and you know, they, they hate me and shit, but like, I knew about this shit a long time ago. I could have been a hater and put it out there. Boom. I was told by my agency to keep it chill. Don't talk about it. But it's fucking crazy because he is literally, if he ain't the best, he's got to be the second best player on the fucking team. And the only person I put behind him is maybe Fred Warner or fucking George Kittle. You know what I'm saying? And it's its a big, fuck. this is a fucker. This is a motherfucker right here you know? And there's some hot takes out there. It's like, if you could draft someone as good as him or as good as DK, then there are other people you can draft. That's cool. But this is an established guy who's proved that he's multi-purpose and he's dope, but it was just a, a weird thing. Now, going on to the NBA playoffs, I have been lacking. And when I say I've been lacking, I have been so busy with other shit. I've been watching games, but I haven't gotten able to tweet about it and be in the live action and Listening to Swaggu and Perks podcast, it got me like, damn man, I'm missing some shit. But I did get to watch that fucking first Boston um, Brooklyn game, and I already thought like, yo, two seed with the seven seed, and realistically, Brooklyn shouldn't be a seven seed because Kyrie is playing his ass off. And I have to apologize. Now, my only issue with dude was the weirdo things about the round earth and other stuff that he, there was other shit that he dated a chick that I know and other stuff. But the vaccination part was a big deal. And just the way he just is, is, it's just weird, dude. But as far as a basketball player, I have to come clean. I said dude was good. He ain't good. That motherfucker's spectacular. He is something else. I really was like, nah, dog, y'all putting too much on it. Boom. For someone who hasn't got to play as much, has, yeah, this motherfucker is out there balling. Now, I know... Boston leads Brooklyn 2-0 I don't think that's the end of it I I don't think there's gonna be no so I I don't know I I think it goes at least six or seven at the least but then some motherfucking battles the game uh tonight wasn't really anything fantastic I think on Brooklyn's end KD definitely you know I got caught to catch the end of it but you know going through this real quick Phoenix Pelicans, I think obviously, you know, and right now it's crazy because you see that they're tied. I think Phoenix pulls out. eye ain't tripping. And I wouldn't be mad, but I just, not nah, Pelicans ain't going to do it. Now, Dallas and Utah, that's a toss-up. I have no idea. I feel like both these teams are equal. Golden State and Denver, I hate to say it, man. I love Denver and fucking, I wish Bo Bo was a part of that squad, but he's not anymore. Um, and Jokic, just, I don't know what's going on. GSW is playing way too strong. I wish there was a game here in town while I was here. I'd go to the Chase Center. But yeah, it, that's a wrap you know, and I feel bad, um, my boy Austin, in fact, it's so random, just hit me today, I'm talking about this, but Austin Rivers is hurt, he's got back problems, he's, he's going through some shit, we we're talking about cars, and uh, I got to get him back on the pod, but, um, yeah, man, that's just, I don't know, it's just unfortunate, uh, Memphis, Minnesota, it's tied, I think they're going seven, and I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen there, Miami, Atlanta, sorry, man, I love Trey, but, you know, like I said, and I hate Miami, but they're just too strong and they're just gonna come out victorious. Philadelphia and Toronto, that shit's a, a rap. It's a rap, riggedy rap. I don't be in the fifth seed, it's just mind blowing to me. I don't give a fuck about Fred VanVleet and fucking Pascal Siakam and all them. Fuck them. And Beat is about to, you know, these motherfuckers might come around and fuck around and end up being the Eastern champs. Um, Milwaukee and Chicago, I really want Chicago to pull this off. We'll see. Um, I like Chicago. Uh, you know, I love this squad on there. They, they just tied it up now, 1-1. We'll see what happens. So yeah, man, even if I fall off on this, listen, there's multiple members of the Captain's Picks and they'll never fall off. Understand that. the Captain's Picks are on fucking fire. You will be a fool right now to not join Captain Picks. You go to the Instagram, you go to the website, go to captainspicks.com, you need to join because there's buy one, get ones. It's crazy. This ain't no Vegas Dave thing. We are fully transparent with our picks. We are fucking crushing it on all sports bets. It is not a joke. The discord's going off, going crazy. It's just, yo, it's wild. But um, before we end the show, I just want to talk about something real quick and I might miss some stuff here and there. And I want you guys to have a great weekend and I'm going to have a great weekend here and my kids are just about to end spring break and then I'm about to get into some shit, man. I got fucking baller breaks. I'm going to find me doing breaks except I'm doing it on network. We're going to do it in a studio. We're going to be breaking everything from Panini to fucking, you know, Tops to fucking WWE to fucking F1 to basketball, football, baseball, everything, you know, all that shit. Um, that's going to go down May 5th. On network app We're gonna be doing that Live in the studio I got A huge baseball collaboration I'm gonna announce soon I got my Babe collab coming out May 7th Do not forget That is gonna be Fucking insane um, I think it's gonna start At like 11am Maybe noon At the Babe Melrose store Bathing Ape LA store um, My first collaboration With them ever this is the first time They're doing jewelry This is a big Fucking deal PML Quick Strike Has been announced It will be May 7th as well Except it'll be An evening run so I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring the Tesla out for that thing. Um, what else is coming out that I'm bugging? I know there's some other shit coming out. Oh, yeah, my Master Dynamic Gamer headset is dropping that week as well. I think that's uh um, May. Or fucking, I'm, I'm so out of it right now. Uh, I'm going to have exact dates in a little bit. I got a lot going on, guys. But um, if you've been following me on Twitter, you know I got this feature called uh, Super Followers. And it's $3, something like that, I think $3 a month. You follow me, you're going to get exclusive tweets. You're going to get more information there. I'm going to interact with you a lot more there. This ain't some pun to be like, oh, buy this, boom. It was a feature I thought that was cool. I get to interact with people in a different way. It is kind of like a Patreon, except I'm giving you guys different insights. There's going to be membership shit going on. It's not to take away from what's going on with the blockchain situation or whatever. But, but I will say this again I've said this on Twitter but I want you guys to understand this because there's context now the way me when I'm telling it it's not on a tweet or you know or a caption or something you could hear me you will understand the energy behind this when I decided to follow some people who were blockchain owners BBDTC you know BBDTBC guys understand this right there's nothing that I can do currently to turn this project around as far as like, you know, what I can do right now at this point. Okay. In order to have, again, this is crazy to pull a rug or to rug pull again, I'd have to, the money would have had to come in my way or benefit me somehow, some way or the situation. There's no money going my way. Understand that. Now, you know, I had this one dude, Alex, I think his name is, and he was so like, it was just weird. I, just, I feel like, you know, maybe he invested some money. Was that everybody was irritated about the situation? And a lot of guys were. Cool. Again, I think I've spoke about it a few times. I went in the Discord a few times before I couldn't anymore, and my, my usernames didn't work anymore. You got to understand, nobody sat out there telling motherfuckers that we were going to get rich or whatever, boom. It was more about a community situation. And I need to emphasize this again. When I follow people, I was kind of like, look, have an open discussion about certain things. You want to, hey, man, you got something going on here, boom. I don't want to sit here and talk about a fucking NFT that didn't go the way anyone wanted it to go. Like, it's almost like it, it was a weird situation where people were messing me. Hey, this is this. And you keep doing, no, no, you don't get it. That ain't going to change shit. Talking about something with a business person, you have nothing because, look, imagine if you're talking about a dude who owns seven thousand dollars in Tesla stock. Can you imagine seven thousand dollars Tesla stock? I'm just saying, you know, like, that could be everything to that person, okay? And then imagine the person who owns thirty million in Tesla stock, and then you know the founding members or you know or there's just the the top level owners, the majority owners. Imagine their conversations with certain people. This is on such a minuscule level. And I want you guys to follow me because I'm just saying this freestyle off the top of my head. We're not going to sit here and talk about stocks or anything when there's legally binding contracts going on and certain things you think that, you, and people are like, oh, I've been talking to this group and, you know, they have these ideas. And plans. like, yo, bro, like, this ain't why I have DMs here. And what's crazy is you're going to get like, yo, bro, I don't talk to my homies that much on here. Why? Because one some of them probably have my phone number too. It, they know, like, that's not like how people get down. Like, this ain't customer service, dog. You hit somebody else for that. You don't hit me. I didn't get paid for that. You get what I'm saying? Like, that shit just don't make, and then they want to get mad. And, and it's like, yo, dude, like, that's what it is. And people are like, oh, man, I thought you are a dick and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm a dick because I didn't tell you to go buy something. I didn't tell you we we're going to get rich because I didn't make any money on the shit that was, was sold. Why am I a dick? You know what I'm saying? Like, because you don't know the situation. Like, you know, that's why I don't understand. That's why it just doesn't make any sense to me. Do you know? But anyways, I'm just letting you guys know. I get an enormous amount of DMs on a daily basis from people I don't follow. Okay? People I don't follow back, people I don't follow. Random people DM me all the time who don't even follow me. Weird as fuck. Okay? Okay? I get a cool amount of DMs from homies to the same people on Instagram or Twitter of people I do follow. None of them. I, you know I fucking of my homies? You know how empl- I many my employees? I think almost every single one of my employees at Co. bought a blockchain. Not one single person's hit me up about it. Not one. I think once actually one of my guys is like, yo man, yo, when are we going to get this shit turned around? And I told him the situation, he's like, oh, fuck, fuck it, fuck them, you know? And so we may not have the situation. Look, again, I don't get how people will get themselves in a situation, whatever, boom. And I think you believe in it. That's great. I've talked to a few people who own the most blockchains and have the highest money invested. And I would love to take this project over. I already said that already. We don't need it. And if you don't follow me and, you know, I mean, you don't follow the podcast, you don't listen to this part and whatever, boom, it's all good. Some of the people saying the dumbest shit in the world. Could you imagine if I told some motherfucker, who's married with his kids be like yo dog by the way i'm your father what are you talking about how am i your father it's as simple and stupid as fuck as what these people think i have the power to do with this nft and i'm, I'm being completely fucking serious right now i got people who hit me up about shit like yo we could do that like yo bro that's great dog Why would I want to talk to you about it? Yeah, yo, that's fucked up, man. You know, I put, no, 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 bro. There was never no invitation, bro, because you're frustrated, whatever, and you get this chance. Like, dog, I'm sorry. I already told you guys I would take the blame. It ain't on me. I apologize when shit's on me. I, I come clean. I don't have no track record of lying. I don't have no track record of fucking people over. I don't have no track record of scamming anyone. That's not me, I didn't get that far I'm not fucking 27, trying to get rich quick I'm not 30, motherfucker, I'm almost 50 I've been established, I've been here So, please You want to say happy Easter, you want to say fucking something whatever. Boom. Hey man, I got a question about this, boom Oh hey, I saw that car, it was this, boom, cool I gotta sit here and talk about, you know, you and your wife are going through a divorce Or fucking, you know what I'm saying like How come your penis don't get hard when you look at turtles I don't know But that's it for the show, guys. I want you guys to have a great weekend. Again, I appreciate every single person here. I told you our listenership is up. We got video coming soon. We got a lot of good things coming, and I want to reward you guys. I really appreciate everybody on this platform. Please do not forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Behind the Baller podcast. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to, whether it be on fucking Amazon, be on fucking Google, um, Spotify, Apple. It's all love I really appreciate you guys Thank you so much And um, we do have some interviews I gotta get on I talked to Nick Diamond today I don't know how the fuck He hasn't been on the show There's some other things I do have a big guest Coming on soon Like I said We are approaching three years Not that far from now But right about now My man Who will also be on the show soon Lakey Lake Who makes the original music For this podcast Is going to send us home I will see you guys on Monday For the weekend wrap up I love you guys. Peace.